Welcome everyone to Good Night and Good Game, your source for geek news for the week that was. I'm your host James and with me as always is my wonderful co-host Hector. Hello. And this week on the show, we have nothing but news to talk about. Seriously, like literally everything happened this week and we are going to try and fit as much of it as we can into a single episode. We will not be able to cover everything because the Nintendo thing happened. Sony did a press conference and then like the Tokyo game show started and then D23 happened. It was it was it was a lot, but we're going to we're going to get the good stuff. So before we start, don't forget that you can head over to goodnight.gg, where as a patron of our show, you can suggest topics for us to talk about. Um, We just got done recording our first spooky season episode. Hell yeah. We talked about the movie 1408. Which is wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad you liked it. Oh, yeah. I wanted to start off strong. And I, I can't wait for y'all to listen to that episode and also know how wonderful it is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and on top of that, we, we are going to be doing an episode for the next seven plus weeks for spooky season. Uh, next up, we're going to be discussing the Monster Squad and the Monster Squad documentary. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, if you're a patron, those are going to be exclusively up on there. Um, hopefully you enjoy the episode that we put up. Um, but it's time for us to get into the show proper. So without, with all the other stuff out of the way, it is time for the prelude. Prelude. Hey everyone, welcome to the prelude. It's time to dive into what we've been up to this week, what we've been playing, what we've been watching and what has been occupying our free time. And most importantly, what has been making us happy. Hector, what do you got for me this week? Oh man, I've got a couple, three things for you this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me pull up my notes here. So for, uh, this week, a little bit of TV for you. All right. What'd um, you do? I finished the uh, second season of Superman and Lois on HBO Max. Still loving it? It is the best Superman I've ever seen. Wow, that is impressive. By a lot. Not only did it make me care about what was certainly, at least adjacently, a Superman comic run uh, that I'm not entirely familiar with, but was, like, really cool. But, man, it just evolved its characters, evolved its storyline. Everything is interesting, and I'm excited for where the show is going. Nice. We get this really, really great Clark family, L family analysis mm-hmm. of what it means to keep the secret of Superman. Right. Well, it, it like, and not just like, like look at us sacrificing ourselves on the altar of, uh, you know, having a normal life, but more like morally, is it okay for us to lie to everybody? And oh, interesting. Also, also, morally, is it okay for us to tell one person and then expect them, them to lie to, to right, everyone right. for us? Wow, that's, that's so. Heavy. What are we inflicting on people, on even our best friends and right. our loved ones, if we tell them? Yeah, it's so so interesting. We explore it from so many angles over the course of the season, um, and it's. God, it's just so well written. It's mm-hmm. the best Superman I've ever seen. I like Superman and Lois back in the 90s, mm-hmm. you know, and um, the Zack Snyder movies are fun. They're not deep. Yeah. They're fun. But uh, this is the best I've ever seen Superman because it gives him vulnerabilities that has nothing to do with him having impenetrable skin. Mm-hmm. It gives him... Uh, things to worry about, real things to worry about, like a real actual person right. um, that, you know, aren't just a guy who might be stronger than him punching him harder than he can punch. Right. It's it's great stuff. And if you care at all about Superman, and even if you think Superman's lame, I suggest you watch this show. Okay. It's, it's great. What do you got next? Uh, next is Cobra Kai Season 5. Yeah. Cobra Kai Season 5 came out last week on, like, Friday. Mm-hmm. And I watched all of it between Sunday and Monday. 
Um, it, it's, it's no, if you're not new to the show, then you know that I love this show. You know mm. that, that this show is my childhood personified and I can't get enough of it. Um, this season was just as good as all the others, if not as better than all the others. Mm. In the same way that I say that every season, because they just keep building on the premise of this show, mm. no matter like, no matter how improbable it gets, it's still so much fun watching all of these characters from the sh- from the movies come back and intermingle and do things that they feel are right and in character, but also grow as characters. And this is not just the original cast of the movies, but also their kids. Okay. Because now that we've had five yeah. seasons, we've got to watch them grow up and grow up and be good characters and not just devolve back into the same cliches. It's been very good. Right. That's exciting. What's what's your final one? You said you had three. I said I had a couple, three things for you. My last one is video games. I have three real quick ones for you. All right, now come out. Spend any time on them. First one's Tinykin. I played it from start to finish. Took me about eight hours. It's nice. a Pikmin game. It's amazing. It's free on Game Pass, and by free, it's the cost of Game Pass. Yeah, play it. If you care at all about Pikmin, this is an excellent Pikmin game. There's nothing but charm and nothing but love. And you can get through it in a weekend if you nice. want to. And it's it's a lot of fun. You are um, you are in the middle of hot indie summer. I am in the middle of hot indie summer. The next hot indie summer game, this one literally came out today, is Metal Hellsinger. Have you played I, it, though? I did. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I played the demo way back in the day. I played through the demo like three or four times. But Metal Hellsinger came out today. And it's on Game Pass where I'm going to play it first. Then I'm going to buy it on Steam. That's how much I love this game. And we are going to be talking about Metal Hellsinger a little bit later in the show. Yes, we are. Now, the last thing is just a little personal update. I've fallen back in. I tried to get out so long ago, but they dragged me back in. (laughs) I've started, once again, playing Magic the Gathering. That one goes all the way back to junior high for me. So, uh, And it's been several years. So Mm -hmm. I don't have really anything to say about it today, except that it's just as good, if not better, than it's always been. Mm -hmm. Magic the Gathering Arena is an app you can download pretty much on anything and play it anywhere. And it's just magic. If if you ever wanted to get back back into magic, there's no better time. Sure. Um, It's not fun. That's all I got. Yeah, uh, I didn't actually have it on my list, but I got back into Hearthstone recently. Oh, hey. Yeah, I've been playing the Battlegrounds thing where it's just all randomized, Mm -hmm. so I've been having a good time with that. Uh, But over on my side of the world, it has been hot indie summer for James as well. I have been playing Cult of the Lamb. Yeah, Cult of the Lamb. Cult of the Lamb, absolutely adorable. It's a roguelike. It's a sim builder. It's all the things that I love all squished together in a cute package where there's cats and shit, and I'm having a blast with it. People poop everywhere. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, how do you? Uh, I have to build an outhouse so that oh, they will okay. poop all in one spot. But I haven't gotten there yet. You have to That's unlock fair. the outhouse to be able to do that. That's fair. Uh, what else have I been doing this week? Uh, I've been watching Shutter. Yeah. Shutter. Shutter is horror time, and then that means it's James's holiday season. I am a every day is Halloween kind of person. Um, the first thing I've been watching. Uh, they're only doing one episode a week. And it's the 101 scariest movie moments of all time. So it's somewhere between like 10 and 13 like moments. And they have every famous motherfucker on there that just comes on and says like, all right, so we're going to talk about like the scene in Psycho and like everybody just fucking talks about it. So good. I love that. Fantastic. I can't wait to watch that. that it, is, it is really, really good. The other thing that I've been, wa- that I watch that I really want to recommend to people if you're, if you like the history of horror it is, and this is not a horror documentary. I want to put this out there first. This is a personal documentary. The documentary is on Shutter, and it is called Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm. So 
This is the story of the main actor in in, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. The actor's name is Mike Patton. For a very long time before this movie came out, his character in um, A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 was very critically panned. Um, He was thought of as the first, quote, male scream queen. Um, There were a lot of bad things said about him because they assumed the character was gay. Yeah, how dare um, you? Mike Patton actually had not come out as gay at that point when he filmed that movie. And at that point in the 80s, if you came out as queer, you basically just nuked your career. Yeah, that was the end of your career. Um, it is the story of him being re-embraced by the horror community. And spoilers, it is the... The very end of it is him confronting the f- the main writer on the project, who for years kind of went on to say things along the lines, and I'm paraphrasing, and I apologize, things like, well, you know, if the character came off as gay, it wasn't written that way. It's just what Mike brought to the table. And, yeah. and very bad things were said, and Mike was given the chance to sit down and confront this per- person yeah. and discuss those things. Um weirdly has a very good ending as as bad as it is but it gets into the history of what it was like to be queer in the 80s um what it was like him be basically being outed by the movie mm-hmm. um you know he basically at the start of the movie like lives in like a, a little town in mexico where nobody can find him yeah because like he just can't deal with it but part of it was part of the journey is him coming back to america going to conventions finding out that people actually really love him and really, at least in modern times, really idolize his character. Mm -hmm. Um, It is very wholesome. It is heavy to watch because it is not a horror documentary. It is a documentary about a person's struggle who worked in the horror industry. Um, And I think that you owe it to yourself. If you've ever watched a nightmare on Elm street movie to watch this movie and watch what this man went through um, and see how he came out the other side of this because it's, it's, it's tough, but it, it was one of those ones where I just kind of put it on in the background and at some point 20 minutes in my phone was down and I was locked in. And again, it's on shutter. All the best contents on shutter right now. Yeah, it is. Um, so yes, it's called my, uh, scream queen, my nightmare on Elm street. Highly recommend it. Definitely worth a watch. Um, especially cause it's spooky season and that's everything that I've got for, the prelude this week, but stick with us on the other side. We're going to be going into our main and only segment this week in the weekly raid. The weekly raid. Hey everyone. Welcome back to the show. It's time for the weekly raid, your news roundup for the week's geek news. There was a lot announced this week, so let's dive in. Like I said, we cannot cover possibly every single thing that was covered this week. We are trying our best. We are trying our best for your entertainment, but we can only go so far as human beings. So here we go. Kicking things off. Nintendo's direct Mm -hmm. GoldenEye is coming to the switch and coming to other platforms, but the Switch is the only platform where it will have online multiplayer. Yeah, like like that, that, that's the fun boy. part. Like, like it, and, and I think my favorite comment about this is "fuck you, Nintendo, don't advertise online multiplayer." You know that shit isn't going to work, and mm. and I hope it works. I really do. I hope a whole bunch. Of I think they. Switches. I think they put money into it to make sure I, it works. I hope so. It better work because <laughs> fuck, man. Like that's 
That's online multiplayer for yep. like Goldeneye. Now, to be fair, to be fair, I would like to be able to, if someone is spawn camping you from the vent, be able to reach over on my couch and slap. <laughs> but it, it, you know, otherwise, you just gotta learn to play better. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Get good scrub. <laughs> exactly. There you go. I do see why the Xbox fans and the PlayStation fans or wherever else it's coming out, it's kind of upset about it. Yeah. Um, it's two very different versions of the game. It is. And, and, and this is the thing: the, the Xbox has one coming out that is. Is emulated uh, and uh, no that is not emulated that is literally a I don't believe it is a remake from the ground up but it is uprezzed everything it's right like 4k blah, right. blah 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 and it's like the actual assets and everything and it runs at 60 fps remember this game needs to run at like 13 fps right and this game is running at 4k remember this game on the Nintendo 64 <laughs> ran at like 260p mm-hmm. so yeah, this is a big, big improvement, and it still does have couch co-op, mm-hmm. and it still does have, uh, you know, couch co-op or couch multiplayer, all that good shit. Split yep. screen, all the way. It, it's the game. The Nintendo One is being run on emulation, and they figured out how to backdoor some online play into that emulation. That being said, the game runs the way it did on the Nintendo 64. Yes. Because it's an emulated Nintendo 64 running Yes, it. that is correct. So, I mean, I guess... Pick, pick your battle. Let, let's let them fight, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, a sequel to Octopath Traveler was shown, yeah. and that really kind of made me realize I meant to play the first one. But me I, too. I it's got, on Steam. I got busy with other shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. you got a Steam Deck, motherfucker. I like, do have a Steam Deck. A, Maybe a, I should play that's a, Octopath. That's a Steam Traveler. Deck game, dude. It is a Steam Deck. Ah, fuck! I should play Octopath Traveler. All right, <laughs> all right, all right. I know my next Steam Deck game. All right, a uh, new Fire Emblem game was announced. Um, I mean, I, I'm excited for yeah, it. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, I, you know, I, I've never played one. Not going to play this uh, one, but the, I'm sure the, they're great. The last one, Three Houses, was actually my first one and i got super into it it's totally my jam um my switch is basically just comprised of tactical rpgs at this point point. i have catherine (laughs) and tactical rpgs that's what's on my switch um and yeah it it works for me and i was like yeah i'm excited for a new one the only thing that kind of weirded me out is the trailer for it 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 looks like a game that's a brand new game but it relies very heavily on the lore from the past games which is why i was so nervous getting three houses i was like i asked all my friends who played fire emblem like do i need to know anything about fire emblem before i get into this like no three houses is own thing i watched the trailer for this one i'm like this seems like you're pulling the lore from all the other games and i don't know if that's going to gel with me yeah yeah and that's fair and i, I might have thought the same thing for octopath traveler to be yeah. honest well we'll see uh let's see here shigeru miyamoto came out to talk about the super mario movie the super <sighs> nintendo universal studio section opening up in the u.s <sighs> and pikmin 4 yeah i'm happy about that one you you got one huh? three <laughs> yeah well this is to shigeru be fair, fucking miyamoto to be fair that we talked about pikmin more than once because and God help me, I might actually try this. They didn't just show Pikmin 4. They showed, they started with saying Pikmin, and everyone's like, yay, Pikmin 4. Then they showed a Pikmin mobile game, and it's like, everyone was like, boo. But then they showed that this Pikmin mobile game was by Niantic. And mm-hmm. if anyone is familiar with Pokemon Go mm-hmm. and the game that they did before this, Ingress is the one we used to talk about Ingress, in the show. Yeah. yeah. They might realize what this is about to be yeah and i missed out on the last everyone hey let's go outside and walk Mm -hmm. and play a video game together which is a little fucking evil by the way Mm -hmm. but 
I want to be in on this one because yeah. I want to go outside more because we had a pandemic when, since when, the last one. When Tony one. and I were playing Ingress, we had a blast. Yeah. We were so addicted to and Remember, this is before Pokemon Go. Yeah. There was a point where like we were walking around downtown Austin and our respective girlfriends at the time, maybe this is the reason we're all single now, <laughs> um, were like, could you motherfuckers get off your phone and enjoy like being out in Austin? We're like, but there's a I note here. I am do- enjoying being out right. in Austin I'm, and it's because of this game. Right. I'm battling people. We went to the Ingress of event in Austin that oh, they did yeah. because they have a whole lore of the game and you the two teams went against each other. It was a lot of fun. So Niantic does good work. They do a single type of game, mm-hmm. but they seem to be improving it very, very well. I got to meet some of them at uh, PAX yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah, great, great group of people. So yeah, it'll be fun. Pikmin, it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, we got to see more of Bayonetta 3. Oh, man. Looks good. October 28th, I think. Yeah, that's enough time for me to maybe play the first two. I literally... Almost ordered a Switch when I saw that trailer. Yeah. And I'm not I, gonna, I feel like fuck. you you were getting close to the point of ordering a Switch. It is getting better, my friend. I know it's getting better, but like, okay, you know what? You know when I might get one? Hmm. When they finally fucking sell a better one. Okay. Switch has been out for like three, four years now. Yep. They're gonna make. They're gonna come out with a Switch Pro, mm-hmm. and that's when I might play Bayonetta. There you 3. go. There you go. Because Bayonetta. Oh god. Because like, I've never played the first Bay- two Bayonetta games. Okay, so like if you take Devil May Cry, mm-hmm. there's throw some titties on it. There, there, there's a beauty to it. There's a beauty to the combat. There's a fluidity to it. If you take something like Ninja Gaiden, there's a mastery to it. Or Hollow Knight is yeah. a good example yeah. as well. Like you need to have your shit down. If you're going to succeed at this game. So if you take that beauty and you take that mastery and you mix them together and you give it a tramp stamp, (laughs) that's Bayonetta. Mm -hmm. It is the most beautiful series of fighting games in the way that it flows, in the way that you need to be good at it to be good at it. But when you are... Oh God! See, I think that I came I come from a time when I did obsessively play the Devil May Cry games Mm -hmm. and it may have just been like, whatever but i just dismissed bayonetta i was like yeah this yeah. doesn't really look like a thing um i played ninja gaiden and i was like well that's fucking hard i don't want to deal with that bullshit um but I, over the years so many people have told me like dude if you like devil may cry like you gotta play that bayonetta like it's it true. is good it's true one part one is on steam if you want to mm-hmm. experience it one and two are on the switch glory all of it yeah it's, it's on the switch for sure yeah i played bayonetta 2 on my wii u Wow. Yeah, and, and it was great. Yeah. And I would do it again because it's a wonderful game. Please mm-hmm. just put them all on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday. Oh, Nintendo. You uh, dicks. Fatal Frame Mask of the Lunar Eclipse is finally coming to the U.S. So we're getting a new Fatal Frame game and it had been previously released in Japan. Neat. And now we're getting it on the Switch. Yeah. It's going to be super exciting. The uh, Switch seems like a great place for a Fatal Frame game just because yeah, of the like, point and really click is. aspect to it. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about Life Sims for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so like... I don't know what's going on over Nintendo. I don't mean when I'm being saying Nintendo, I mean this in a broad terms. It was Square Enix and a bunch of other companies. But essentially, like 50% of the games that were shown during the Nintendo showcase were adventure slash life sims. Yeah, you it's straight up half of this game or three quarters of this game is just Stardew Valley. Yeah. Literally just Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. So well, there was a, they announced a release from a um, DS style game finally coming to the Switch. Yep. Um, that was an old pre Stardew Valley farming sim. Mm-hmm. And what they announced about it when it's coming to the Switch is that now you can romance people harder. Yeah. 
Because you can romance people in Stardew Valley. I don't know, man. There's been... Look, I love Stardew Valley. I've talked yeah. about it a lot on this See, I'm of the old school. I played the original... Uh, like Harvest Moon? Harvest Moon. That's yeah. what I played. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. So, like, I, as a Stardew Valley fan, as someone with a lot of hours in that game and just an absolute love for it and the ability to go back there anytime and just live in that space mm-hmm. is... Um, yeah, seeing it happen over and over and over again in all these games makes me feel like there's a whole lot of Japanese people that really wish they just lived on a farm these days. <laughs> right. You know, they already have walkable cities, but maybe they just want to live in a little town with like eight people in it and just know everyone. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be fucking awesome? Yeah. But yeah, life sims were a big part of the presentation. It almost became a meme by the end of the presentation. Um, and then I guess we have to mention the last thing that was shown, and that was uh, Breath of the Wild 2, now called Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Got an official release date of May 12th, 2023. Yeah. I was thinking back to the last time that I played a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it was like Ocarina of Time. It wasn't Breath of the Wild? You didn't play it? No, no, no. Oh. No, you know what? I did play Wind Waker. Okay. Um, I did, but I didn't ever finish it. I no. started it, and I was playing it back when there were still haters on it. Oh, I was like, yeah, yeah fuck oh, the, yeah. I was like, fuck the haters. This game's legit. But yeah. I just never got it. Because, like, Zelda games, when they became open world the way that... It's weird, because Zelda games have always been open world. But Sure. But... but the de- but the definition of what overworld or open world has changed since Zelda. Like the original, right. like if you actually watch me play the original Ze- Legend of Zelda, like on the Nintendo, you will think I'm fucking insane. Yeah. Because I'm like, all right, I'm going to go over here, burn this bush. All right, I'm going to go to dungeon seven, grab this item. I literally do dungeon one as my last dungeon because by that time you can walk in and one shot the boss and that makes me feel good. Yeah. So I do everything else in the game and then I go one shot boss one. Um, so it's chaos. And so, yeah, open world, but the open world is small and tight and compact and I, I get it. Like even Ocarina of Time was open world, but enclosed. Breath of the Wild is just open world. Yeah, like Assassin's Creed open world. Like, it's just open. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know, my dude. Like, that's that's a bit rough for me. But I'm excited for my friends who are into Zelda because mm-hmm. they've been waiting a long time for this. It's like my friends who are into Mass Effect. I'm like, good for you. You're getting, yeah. a, you're getting a new Mass Effect. Not my thing, but I'm happy for you. Yeah, Mass Effect is cool. I, I'm, I'm surprised you don't like Mass Effect. But- uh, I played the first one, got to an elevator, and quit. Fair. Fair. And that was on the original, like, 360, so... Yeah. I hear that the... Um, I've heard that, the, that in the remaster that you can pretty much get for free these days, yeah. even though it came out this year, yeah. um, that the elevator loading times are much reduced. I have, I have considered actually trying Mass Effect. That now. is a run, though. That is a yeah. three-game run that you cannot put down once you start, if you yeah. get into it. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, Breath of the Wild Part 2, which is not called Breath of the Wild Part mm. 2. Yep, Tears of the Kingdom. But it is definitely Breath of the Wild Part 2. They just made more world mm-hmm. or something. I don't I don't know how I feel about this as a non-Zelda fan. Okay. As a, not an anti-fan, I don't dislike the games in any way. They're mm. just I'm always Nintendo-adjacent. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually skip at least one or two generations with Nintendo consoles. They really mm-hmm. have to, like, like pop out at me to make me get one. Switch is definitely that one, my man. Yeah. But you did get the Wii U. So I, I did get what, a Wii U. I see why you're, you're cycling that every other cycle. But um, all that being said, like, so I, I, I've played a lot of, I've, I've played a little bit of all the Zelda games. Yep. And very few to completion. Mm-hmm. Um. And I never played any Breath of the Wild just because mm. it came out literally the exact same time as Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm. And everything I saw about the game just made me wish I was playing Horizon Zero Dawn <laughs> some more. So I just kept doing that. I don't know about Zelda being an open world franchise. I know that they did a lot of good things to 
help ameliorate a lot of the problems with open world games, but it was just solving a lot of problems that open having an open world. I either hear people say with. that I fucking love Zelda Breath of the Wild or the other side, which are people going like, why did you put weapon durability in this fucking game? Oh, yeah. Like if they put weapon durability in Tears of the Kingdom, I will laugh forever and yeah. never buy a Switch. Because <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Like, like everyone hated this. Everyone, yeah. this is literally the part in the Telltale game where it just says at the top of the screen, everyone hated that. Yep. <laughs> Don't do it. So on the same day as Nintendo's press conference, Sony had their state of play. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Duel to the death. Let's get into it. They kicked things off with a trailer for Tekken 8. Fuck yeah, Tekken 8. Uh, I mean, yeah, I've played Tekken 1, 2, 3, 4... Um, tag, tag two, uh, and a little bit of seven. I never owned seven, but I played a little bit of it. I've never, I've never been a Tekken guy. Oh man. Um, but I'm always happy for my friends that are Tekken people. Yeah. Cause it's just like, good for you. We don't get them as often yeah. as you get street fighters or, or yeah. uh, guilty gears. I'm like, or, good for you yeah. guys. I'm excited. Like I'm, I'm happy you're going to get it. Mm-hmm. I'll probably play it if like my friend has it on his console and be like, yeah, you're going to kick my ass. That's fine. Yeah. Let's get into some Tekken. Yeah. That's great. You can come over to my house and we'll play some Street Fighter and I'll show you who's boss. Yeah. It, it, looked, it looked nicely next gen as yep. much as fighting games can look nicely next gen. Yep. I don't know what their relationship with rollback netcode is. I it's, really have no it's idea. It's going to be in there. There is it just, has to be. It has point, to be. Right? Yeah. I think that six months from now we will no longer be having the conversation about rollback netcode yeah. unless we're like, man, Grand Blue sure did not put rollback netcode <laughs> yeah, in there. Right? Or like we get like a remaster of a Street Fighter 2X Turbo third strike and somehow it doesn't come Except with rollback Cap- netcode. Capcom just put out the collection of fighting games and all of them have rollback netcode. So true. that's just the world. Well, then maybe it'll be like Samurai Showdown 4 or something. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It'll just be me bitching the fact they're not, not making another Darkstalkers game. Exactly. I'm just going to die. That? I'm going to die on that fucking hill, everybody. <laughs> um, there was a lot of VR trailers during the PlayStation press Oh conference. yeah, they really want people to buy their VR too. And you know what? Maybe, like, do a commercial for it and show it to us. So that was my problem, right? We showed a Star Wars Tales of the Galaxy from Galaxy Edge that looked fun. There was all this VR content that looked so good. And not a mention of the actual PSVR 2. Yeah, they didn't show us a headset. They didn't show us peripherals. They didn't give us a price. They didn't give us a release date. Nope. They didn't say anything about the actual headset, which will likely cost about as much as a PS5. Yeah. Maybe they should have done some of that. Maybe that should have happened. Uh, Ironwood Studios showed a post-apocalyptic car driving game. This was one of my favorite things in the entire show. So the the game's called Pacific Drive. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try and describe the trailer for you. This car drives up to a gas station and you can see you can tell this is definitely a vr game yeah like you can see like the health of the car in a in one of the monitors yeah it had a monitor for like the status of the tires and the engine mm-hmm. he pulls over to a gas station and like the ai or whatever is talking to him and it's like we need to like do this quick or, or something right right there, there's this, there's this thing going on with this car and that there's no one else around in the world and you're kind of a disembodied head and hands like walking around yeah. be having a very close relationship with this car and everything about the car is diegetic on different screens that seem like they were retrofitted or welded into this old station wagon yeah 
and the world around you feels like it's collapsing. Mm -hmm. Like, it feels post-apocalyptic, but it also feels like shit is very bad around you right the fuck now. Like, it's not just the apocalypse, but the sky is also red, and there's also, like, a sand-slash-lightning storm rolling in, Mm -hmm. and there are just rocks floating through the sky. Mm -hmm. It's fucking crazy, and it looks really interesting, and I really want to play this game, VR or not. It looks great. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. It was definitely one of those that I'm always on the lookout for games that make me go, well, maybe I want to get a VR headset. Mm -hmm. And this might be one of those ones. I was like, oh, yeah, this looks like it'd be a lot of fun. I mean, I figure between the two of us, we get one VR headset. You know, we're good to go. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see. Sony's going to be launching a loyalty program that will let you get lots of fun virtual goods for playing and buying games. It's it's some, fucking yay. I don't know what this. I, I don't get it. Microsoft has a similar program as well. Do it's they? just it, yeah. yeah. You get you log on, you get your achievements. They'll be like, hey, you can like spend your virtual points for a virtual icon. Look, okay, the, it's the, a rewards program. It's a it's rewards like, program. I, I just thing. got my rewards points updated from Jets Pizza yesterday <laughs> or Tuesday. So I mean, yeah, I, great. I guess. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I wish they were more tangible. I wish they would do something like that Amazon credit card I have that's like, look, 5% of every purchase you make on Amazon comes back to you in your wallet. This way, if you buy enough shit, you can buy a free thing. Right. Like, like just do that. Yeah. That's a loyalty program. Yep. Don't give me like a like a, a fucking avatar or a keychain in a game or an NFT. Like, mm. like keep, keep it all away from me. Right. Give me free games. Let me buy enough AAA and indie games on my PlayStation that I can buy Ragnarok with my wallet. There you go. But give me that and I'll buy more indie games on PlayStation instead of Steam. Yep, that is true. Uh, Bandai Namco showed off a third-person shooter with mechs called Sin Duality. Ooh, I thought it looked like a lot of fun. That looks like a so lot this, of fun. This game is very anime-inspired oh, if yeah. you're into that kind of thing. I actually found myself like listening to the trailer going, like, God, can you just turn the anime girl voice off? No, they can't. <laughs> She's just, like, that's oh, half the demographic. Oh, that's good. Kawhi, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, God, just fucking shut up. You're piloting a mech. Not trying to be that guy, but she's, like, she's come trying on. to pilot a mech while seducing you. Right. Get I used can't. to it. I'm not into that. I'm not. I'm not a 16 year old weeb anymore. When I was a 16 year old weeb, I'd be like, "That is my shit." Yeah. Now I'm just like, please. "You seem really young. Please yeah. stop talking right. to me please, that way." You seem really young and awkward. <laughs> like, please do not do that to me. Like, I'm just here to play a mech game. Yeah. But it looked fun. It looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I it, the the mechs are kind of very generic, but so so mech anime tends to be on a spectrum. I'm going to go on a tangent here. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, you're good. You tend to have mechs that in some series where they just have like the type of mech and mm-hmm. kind of everybody has the type of mech. Um, and that's kind of what this is. Everybody just seems to have the type of mech. And then you have your, your Gundam wing spectrum where it's like every mech is unique. And then right. yeah. somewhere it's in the like, middle well, is This mech is an Abrams 32A5 and this right. is an Abrams 47B. Yeah. And here's how their loadouts are different. Yeah. And yeah. I used to play a lot of Battletech growing up. And so that was actually my shit. Mm-hmm. I remember when I, I'm side tangent on my side tangent. <laughs> when I remember when I was in like seventh grade, my friend got me into Battletech and he, they had these giant, beautiful books for the the max and uh you know he hands them to me and at one point he's just joking he's like yeah so just like pick, pick a mech in there and pick a variant and i was like okay and i just and i just said it out loud and he's like okay this is the loadout of it and i was like that's dumb how do you know that and he's like dude i've been playing battletech a long time and by the time I'm, I'm not that good anymore but at some point like i was pretty good at like being able to do the exact same thing i'm like oh yeah that's a mad cat like this is the layout it's got like two lrm 20s yeah. it's got some medium pulse lasers and yeah like i love me some fucking mechs and no 
16-year-old anime girl is going to take that away from me is getting back on track. I did so much math in my Met games. You don't look good at math. You don't sound good at math. <laughs> you are not good at math. This is how this works. This one goes, that Met discussion goes out to our friend Will for all of his Met love. Can't wait to go to Japan with your brother and go God see the Gundam right. models. Uh, Team Ninja showed off an open world samurai game called Rise of the Ronin. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, talk about this, I have to talk about this because if anyone remembers about two years ago on this show when I would not shut the fuck up about Neo 2 for about... <laughs> A month? Yeah. Where I, we, me and my buddy Ross were playing it literally every day. And if you took a fight system out of, uh, I don't know, a, not quite a Devil May Cry, but something a little more difficult than a God of War. Yeah. Like a happy medium between those two things. Mm. Uh, like if you gave you that and then just like... 47 weapons and like 57 <laughs> skill trees for each weapon and then just threw you against a Dark Souls difficult level game. Mm. That's that, that's what Neo is. And so open world weird Assassin's Creedy Neo Elden Ring fucking trailer about Ronin where this samurai has a pistol because that was a thing. Mm. Fuck man. That that looks incredible. So I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna I really wish it was Neo three, but I'm not disappointed. So I'm gonna tell you a little little weird secret about myself. Obviously, you know that I don't watch action movies, and I obviously don't mm. watch samurai movies. Yeah, we're gonna fix that. Oh we're yeah, gonna, we we're are to that point. That's coming up right after the horror spit. But I yeah. do love aesthetics of things. So mm-hmm. There's a reason why I was a steampunk for as long as I am. Maybe it's because I was a goth for a long time, and being a steampunk was just a natural evolution of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love the era of samurai where it is coming to an end and guns are starting to be introduced. I don't know yeah. what it is. And I know very little about it, but I know the aesthetic of it mm-hmm. and the aesthetic of it really just gets me mm-hmm. right. We're talking that almost kind of Kenshin era where like the, the, the way of the samurai yeah. is dying, right? The modern weapons are coming in and like who holds on to the weapons of the past. Yeah. I have seen very little content in that genre, but I probably romanticized that particular genre just based on the concept. Yeah. No, I, I feel you. I'm right there with you. You know what it reminds me of? And like everyone who is familiar with this concept at all is going to laugh. And it's because of the mystery of the samurai and the prestige mm-hmm. and their, their offset in society. Samurai notoriously could not count money, mm-hmm. but it was legal for them to take your head if they thought you cheated them. Mm-hmm. They're not allowed to count money so that they can't be bribed. Uh, the, the, the old stories about, you know, the way that samurai is separated from society in general. And then I think about every fantasy movie I've ever seen about a wizard who just pulls out a gun and shoots another wizard right. during a duel. Right. And I'm like, yeah, samurai with guns. Fuck yes. No, I'm sorry. You just like blew my fucking mind because I never knew the samurai couldn't count money thing. And now I'm thinking and now I'm thinking back to every anime that I watched as a kid where somebody was like thrown a bag and they literally just like weigh it in their hand and like 
Oh my God, it all makes sense. You literally yeah. just blew my mind on air right now, Hector. <laughs> Fuck, you brought the culture, but I want to see this. And I'm, I'm pretty sure, and I wanted to save that particular anecdote about me loving that era mm-hmm. for you to do it on the show because I wanted to put the idea in your brain that you know what I like now. Oh yeah. So, no, no, no. This is going to be good. Like, again, I'd have very, seen very few samurai movies in my time. but There like, are going to be some good ones. Yeah. There, there are going to be go. some really good ones. Uh, let's see here. Oh, finally, uh, God of War Ragnarok content was shown. Oh yeah. Uh, they showed a new themed controller yeah really cool yeah no, I, I i already have two controllers i don't need a third one mm-hmm. but i might buy that i one. need a second and yeah. i was just like yeah it might, be yeah. The one. I, it might get that with the game so yeah. that you can fucking do the thing yeah, yeah. and no, then they showed off a trailer for god of war ragnarok but more importantly instead of talking about the trailer because we don't want to spoil it if you yeah. haven't watched it um they said november 9th this year god november of war 9th. i literally saw that trailer and then took time off work my birthday is that Sunday, so the oh, ninth right. is like after my birthday. Yeah. So I'm just gonna take the like like the couple like like it's like a Wednesday. I or think something. I'm going to also. So I'm just gonna be like off Thursday and Friday. I'm just, I'm, and just I'm, fucking I'm sitting on a lot of PTO right yeah. now. I might yeah, just yeah. do that. That's a really good idea. Yeah, I might just do that. Mm-hmm. That's a good plan. Time off for Ragnarok. Yeah. Um. And I felt I don't want to be that guy because we always very much emphasize unless you're. Supporting an indie circuit, mm-hmm. don't pre-order the game. Oh yeah, but but I was kind of like, I kind of want to pre-order the game. I have I have no qualms pre-ordering that game because I know I'm going to buy it. Yeah, I know I'm going to buy it on the first day it comes out. Yep, that's pretty much I, it. I want to like, I want to download it while I'm sleeping. Yeah, and I you know what? Wake up. And I've been burned as a cautionary tale to everyone who says don't do that. I agree with you. The last game that I pre-ordered was literally Cyberpunk 2077, mm-hmm. and here I am. Still haven't played it because mm. I'm waiting for the first DLC to come out. Yeah, I am too. Was announced. Which uh, yeah, we haven't talked. We talked about well, it. In our, we talked about it in our Patreon episode, but we didn't yeah. talk about it here. Um, you know, thankfully, you guys have been donating to the show. We've been trying to contribute where we can, mm. uh, and I managed to scrape together enough cash. I got a new PC. We are not Hell on yeah. that PC right now. We will we are, be. We are still on the old show PC. Um, this week, I'll be transferring our, all of our stuff over to the new one. Hopefully, nothing breaks. Um, and yeah, I'm going from a very very bad video card over to having a 3080. Goddamn right. And um, yeah, cyber- yeah it's cyber- time for some cyberpunk. Time for cyberpunk. Yeah. Like yeah. That. I'm going to wait for the first DLC. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live where you live on yeah. this one. No, no, no. You should absolutely wait for the first DLC. Let all the patches and all the goodness that comes from that. And then you can yep. just go out and play the game. Yep. I hear it is much better these days, but I'm literally just going to wait for that expansion yep. to just go ahead and play the whole game because it is, as they've said now, the only planned expansion. There you go. But yeah, Ragnarok. Um, the trailer looked amazing. Don't watch it if you don't want to know anything about the game. I'm, yeah, I, I'm if, not going to say it was like spoiler heavy plot wise, but it showed me a lot of things that would have been much more impactful had I seen it the first time while playing the game. Yeah. And I know they do that on purpose to get you in, but I was already in. Yeah. So maybe don't watch the trailer if you can avoid it. But they could have literally just dropped the date. Yeah. And you've been like, yeah, we're in. But I'm definitely going to pre-order this game. Yeah. I'm, I, I'll do it today. I think, I think I'm going to follow your lead and maybe do the time off. Yeah. Yeah. Time off is a good thing. Like yeah. if it comes out the 9th, I'll maybe just leave. Like, like, come home on the 9th and have, like, the rest of the week off. Yeah, there yeah. you go. All right, so we are out of the Sony show. Uh, what did you think of it, by the way, just overall? Sony show, um, 
Overall, I thought it was a uh, uh, well uh, a stronger showing than Nintendo's. Nintendo had a lot of fluff, but like one or two real like there's bangers. Yeah, yeah, there were some absolute bangers in there. But Sony's like started off with some good stuff, and they debuted a uh, a Yakuza game that never came to the U.S. That was like yeah, fully remastered. That. that one looks good. Yeah, it's the... Yakuza in a samurai era. There was a lot of samurai games, but that's cool. I think that's why it's of the like a dragon label. Yeah, is what it is. Yeah. So I mean, uh, yeah, I'm into it. Um, um, but yeah, so Sony Conference overall, I thought was a good success. Yeah, it was good. absolutely. All right, so now we're just going to get into a couple other news items. We're almost wrapped up, um, but we have a couple things to talk about. Um, Overwatch Two made a ton of announcements this week. Oh yeah, uh, including their new support character. So mm-hmm. Fox Lady got confirmed. Yeah, um, I really Lady. just wanted to put this in this week's episode because we've been wanting, we've been like wanting Overwatch content for like three years. Yeah, no there has been there has right? been no Overwatch content for three years. That is the last time we talked about Overwatch new content. Yeah, three years, three ago. years ago. And then today, or in the day before, the, the the gates have opened, and it's just like, here is Overwatch 2, yeah. and here's all the things, and we're just like... Well, we just had the week in between... We're, we're currently in the week in between Overwatch League, so they had yeah. nothing to drive eyes towards the game. Yep. So I think they picked... They, they did a really good thing and decided to use this week to start announcing everything. Yeah. we only have, like, two weeks until it comes out proper. That's the other reason I bought a computer. Yep. <laughs> so here we go. Overwatch 2, it's gonna happen but the new content looks great uh we don't have confirmation about the battle pass and everything but the rumors that we're hearing everything sounds very good it sounds like they're being very considerate to the players it does yeah the battle pass seems like it's a good price and has a good amount of content in it i don't know yet how long it'll take to unlock the whole thing Mm -hmm. but um i know if you already were an overwatch one player you get kuriko for free Mm -hmm. which is nice so that you that means when you start up you will get all of the new characters just, mm. you know. I should probably take a couple of days off of after Overwatch comes out. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. D- just rolling through all of that. Mm. Um, I'm excited for Overwatch, too. I think. I can't wait to start it up. I'm being tentative about it, but I feel like the future of Overwatch is very bright. Mm-hmm. And this is why I want Microsoft to buy out Blizzard so that we can get rid of Bobby Kotick. Yeah. Because I don't want a dollar fucking Overwatch going into fucking Bobby Kotick's pocket. No shit. Right. Don't yeah. take so that. That's taking something that is beloved by so many mm-hmm. and then giving it to the worst human being on the face of the planet. Yeah. Like if you're if you're Microsoft, the most popular thing you can possibly do when, when the merger goes through is just be like and not even just like the full on like, yeah, we threw Bobby Kotick into a volcano. It was mm-hmm. part of the contract. You know? <laughs> that's what you get for, for, you know, several billion dollars. You can throw Bobby Kotick into a volcano. I would no. like to think so. That would be great. But instead, what you get is like, well. Well, he'll be gone in a year, but we've capped his earnings now. Right. He will literally not make another dime. For That's the company. bare minimum. Yeah. That's the bare Please minimum. Please do that. Only a couple more things to talk about. We're almost wrapped up here. Um, D23's Disney showcase happened. Oh, yeah. We did not have time and space and or energy to fit any D23 news in here. It was a bunch of trailers. Most of them were Marvel. Get excited about those. Yep. But one of the things I wanted to briefly mention was, and nobody is talking about this on the internet for some fucking reason. Um, they showed a very, it was a mention of a remake of the original 90s Gargoyles video game. God. All it was just like Let's is. Let's get some Gargoyles. Like yes. the, the 90s game is being remastered and we're going to release it. And like, that's all the news that came out. That's so weird. Look, Disney has had the Gargoyles cartoon on it since pretty much it launched. Disney right. Plus. Yeah. Um, if you haven't watched that, what are you doing? Right. Watch it. It is 
one of the it is from the '90s, and it's one of the greatest cartoons literally it was ever dark made. Dark as fuck. If you have any fondness for '90s cartoons, and you missed Gargoyles, you missed the fuck out. And I mean, if you like like the '90s X-Men, the Fantastic Four, the Batman, Iron Man the cartoon, animated Batman, series, Batman the animated series, this cartoon is for you. It is absolutely for you. If you like Mask of the Phantasm, this is for mm. you. Unless you're, unless you're against really strong, kick-ass female leads, yeah. then maybe this isn't for you. Or if you somehow hate Keith David because you're a bad person, <laughs> right. like this is a wonderful show. Or if you don't like William Riker from The Next Generation, <laughs> fucking, it, yeah, th- this cartoon is amazing. It's, it's, it will make you love and appreciate Shakespeare in a way that you did not before. Exactly. And it was for kids, and it, it was, was really kids. literate, and it was really literarily it had- entertaining and educational and it made the main characters who were all non-human and like running for their lives from human eyesight care about what they read and what Mm -hmm. they knew and what they could do with their knowledge in society it really made you think god i should know more shit Mm -hmm. this was such a great cartoon and there is a small but loud Twitter campaign to have Disney c- continue with this cartoon yep. and all the creators are on board and I feel like this is them like testing the water mm-hmm. and yeah we need more gargoyles and if you want more gargoyles and you haven't seen original gargoyles even if you have go put it on yep. put it on in the fucking background and do some Disney maybe I should something. take some time off and just binge gargoyles gargoyles <laughs> watch it Right, only a couple more things here to talk about. Let's see what we've got here. Oh, uh, real quick before we get into the heavy stuff. Mm. Uh, Metal Hellsinger, the rhythm shooter by yeah. developer The Outsiders, released today yeah, as of did. time of recording. Yeah, to celebrate its release, the Metal Hellsinger Twitter announced that the game will soon introduce modding, music modding support, allowing you to drop whatever tracks you want into the game. That sounds interesting. I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, the, the the if the if the game can somehow analyze the BPM of every song you put into it mm-hmm. so that the notes can correspond correctly with your actions, that's amazing. Yeah, that is truly incredible. If it's not that, I don't want it. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember if it was the article that I'm quoting here or if it was a quote from the developers themselves, but somebody like made a passing comment of like, oh, like. But what's it going to be like if somebody drops a Justin Bieber song into the game and they were like, their response was something along the lines of, so you're just killing a bunch of demons to Justin Bieber in hell. I really can't think of few things that are more metal than that. Yeah, that sounds fucking sweet. Like, yeah. if that's how that works, I'm going to, like, get every Ariana Grande song <laughs> and drop them into this shit and just murder to an angelic voice. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, again, played this game earlier today. came out today. Um, luckily, the intro was nothing like the opening of the demo, which I yeah. always really appreciate. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they added there's so much to this game that wasn't in the demo so if you think it was like simple during the demo there's there's so much more to it it's it's great and yeah you should be excited it's on game pass and it's on steam so just buy it just buy it yeah Yeah. all right so embracer group the publisher most well known for the number of companies they have acquired recently Mm -hmm. is speaking out against crunch in the video game industry oh wow The head of HR at Embracer, uh, Helen Hayes, posted a video about it on YouTube calling out, quote, ridiculous crunch practices. She said, quote, the games industry is not that special and that the idea of crunch as a rite of passage is just ego, masochistic rubbish that does not have to happen. Yeah. 
It benefits no one except the people who aren't making the thing. According to GameStop, or sorry, according to GameSpot, quote, as for how studios can safeguard against crunch, Hayes has offered a few suggestions. One is for the industry to invest more in counseling for its employees rather than arbitrary disciplinary action to safeguard workers' mental health. Hayes also called out the higher levels of the industry, saying that managers and leaders need to be better looking after their teams. How do you feel about this? You know how every once in a while um, the government shuts down and everyone says, why what, do, do do all the senators and, and the House representatives still get paid during mm-hmm. the shutdown? And the answer is yes. Or a better example, every time there's some kind of vote coming up on health care mm-hmm. and everyone's like, well, don't all the senators get free health care? Mm-hmm. In the games industry, the thing with higher ups and managers is they don't they don't crunch not the same way developers do. Right. Imagine looking over people who are working and making sure that their work is organized and making sure that the work is coming together. This work is very set and forget. This work is very much here's how the workflow goes, guys. Please all do it this way. That way the other team that's waiting for it can collect it quickly and efficiently. Mm-hmm. Done. Now, a developer works on art 14 hours a day, mm-hmm. 16, 18 hours a day, mm-hmm. or a coder works on code 16, 18 hours a day, a debugger, a QA tester. Mm-hmm. What the manager is doing, pro- possibly, probably, even remotely, is making sure that's all going well. Mm-hmm. And you know what that, how long, how, that, that might take him five minutes every five hours rather than every hour of the last 18 you spent working on an art asset. Crunch benefits nobody except the people above the people who make the actual thing and the millionaires who own the companies. Mm -hmm. That's it. And she's right. Game industry is not that special. If we were doing this in healthcare, if we were, which we are, if we were doing this with rail workers, which we are, there's Mm -hmm. a big, uh, there was almost a strike that happened that would have shut down a lot of the supply chain in the country over it. If it's with any other industry, everyone would be like, what the fuck is this? None of this is okay. But for some reason, we developed a boys you know, club. You know what? Hold games. on. And, and to point this out, just to kind of go to, to workers' rights, yeah. truckers go through this as well. Yes, they do. Absolutely. Truck, truckers they are do. forced to do their job even when they're exhausted. Yeah, because if they need to get a load from one place to another in 18 hours and it's an 18 hour drive, mm-hmm. suddenly all those union breaks and, and mandated shit. They kind of fall by the wayside, don't they? Yeah, it's horse shit. The way to avoid crunch, yes, I love the idea of counselors at work to avoid problems. What I love more is the the illegality of crunch, the banning of crunch. Literally, you can work eight hours a day, period. If you sign into your computer for longer than eight hours a day, it tells you to save your work and quit. Yeah. Period. You're done. If you try and log in the weekends, no, absolutely not. And the game is finished when you can project it's finished with eight hour days going forward, period. Right. Period. That's how you stop crunch. I'm not against, by the way, I I agree, but also I'm not against the idea of if you know what, if a worker has figured out that they're like really onto something and want to do continue working. Yeah, absolutely. Like let them do their thing. Sure. But saying that you have to crunch for 16 hours like no don't do look that. if you want if you want to put in sometimes uh, you're inspired if you want to put a 10 and 12 hour day in because you're feeling extra creative that day that's great mm-hmm. ask for permission i mm-hmm. bet you you'll get it yep i bet you you'll get it in fact i bet you you'll never not get it yep because they'll literally be like yeah absolutely work more you're salaried 
Yeah. Do whatever you want to make the game better if it yeah. makes you feel better. But the second it's required, it's over. Yeah. The second a manager suggests it, it's over. Mm. No. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, did we, we With how much this industry makes and how beloved it is to us, we deserve the, the d- developers, the creatives, the artists, and the testers all deserve better from us. They do deserve and it's care just of. basic human dignity. Mm. Please unionize. Yeah. Well, that's everything we have for the show this week. Yeah. We ended up on the strong one. I wanted to save the best for last. I wanted to have a really good discussion about that. Um, don't forget that you can head over to goodnight.gg, where it's a patron of our show. You can donate to the show and listen to our new Patreon episodes. We're yeah. Doing, we're doing them weekly for a bit, y'all. We're doing all the horrors. It's going to be we're a lot of We're doing a bunch fun. of horror stuff. Yeah, and then I guess we're doing some Samurais or some shit after God that. Goddamn right. Um, you can head over to facebook.com slash gnggcast, where you can chat with us, as well as at gnggcast uh, on Twitter to talk to me directly. And until next time, for Hector, this is James. And for James, this is Hector. Everyone, good night. And good game.